You can see my theme has been pretty strong this morning in my music choices. Many times we hear the music that reaches our hearts, in our hearts, before we share it with others. And this music reached my heart throughout the course of the week as I put out numerous fires in doing kingdom business. They were all successful, but only because God made them successful. It had nothing to do with me, but everything to do with him. So today, I'm starting a preaching series called, I Dare You to Ask God. I have several mentors that I follow. They don't know it, but I do because they are where I'm trying to go. And so I try to track those people and their successes <coughs> and try to see what they're doing that I'm not doing or try to, do, try to see what they're doing differently than what I'm doing and try to somehow follow their success. But I have to always keep in mind that everybody's success is individual. No two successes will be alike. And even though we may travel in the same circle and we may follow one another and even support one another, still our journeys are unique. But we can always learn something from watching other people and from reading other materials and that's how we expand our knowledge and expand our wisdom and expand our opportunity. And so I'm just trying to expand all of who I am but in Christ not to please man, but to please God. And so I, I've been thinking about this series for about three months now. And this is something that God gave me over the summer. And I just haven't had a chance to sit down and just meditate on it. But I've had a chance to meditate on this series for the past couple of weeks. Asking God for things sometimes don't always pan out the way we expect them. He might provide us with those things that we've asked him, but in sometimes a unique form that's foreign to us. Sometimes to the point to where we don't understand why God laid it out this way and not the way that I asked him to lay it out. But God said that I know the plan not the plan you want me to have for you. So which brings me to this preaching series, I Dare You to Ask God. And in this series, we're going to talk about some of the Bible characters that we don't hear a lot about. We've heard a lot about the first character that I'm going to talk about in this particular uh, start of the series, and it's Hezekiah. And then we're going to talk more about some other biblical uh, characters that we just don't hear a lot about, we just don't preach a lot about because we are more preaching the New Testament, the Gospels, versus the Old Testament. So I'm going to spend some time in the Old Testament this last quarter of the year. 
And so today we're going to start with 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 through 6, and then 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 24 through 31. So, 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, 2 Chronicles 32, verses 24 through 31. Please stand on the word of God. About that time, Hezekiah became deadly ill. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says, set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. How about that news? You will not recover <laughs> from this illness. Can you imagine somebody coming to your bed? <coughs> and, uh, listen here, bro. You might want to get yourself together because you're getting ready to cross over. <laughs> so when Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall. You know how sometimes when you hear the old sayings, when they turn their face to the wall, they're getting ready to cross over to the other side. Mm. You've heard those cliches from different women and from different men. When people get sick and they're getting ready to cross over, they turn their face to the wall. So that's where we get that saying from. We, we heard when, he when Hezekiah read this or heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. And he reminded God, remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, the message came to him from the Lord, go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him that this is what the Lord God says. Go back, go back, go back. God changed his mind just that quick. Go back, go back. To Hezekiah, the leader of my people, tell him this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. You know how sometimes we think that God hasn't heard us or he hasn't <laughs> seen our tears. He don't get it. He don't understand. God, you just don't understand. He does. I will heal you. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own honor, of course, not yours. And for the sake of my servant, David. 
go to Second Chronicles, chapter 32, 24 through 31. And y'all have to bear with me. I forgot my reading glasses, so I, I feel like Deacon now. Okay. Bit, 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 bit of a little struggle, but, but, but I got it. <laughs> so we roll forward. About that time, Hezekiah became deadly ill. Now, you notice how sometimes the Bible repeats itself. <laughs> he prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him, and he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride, as did the people of Jerusalem. So the Lord's anger did not fall on them during Hezekiah's lifetime. Now this is how sometimes God will check us when we get ahead of ourselves. See, Hezekiah was very wealthy and highly honored. People loved this man. He had lots of money, lots of things, lots of gold, lots of silver. He built special treasury buildings. He built special treasury buildings for his silver, gold, precious stones, and spices, and for his shields and other valuable items. He also constructed many storehouses for his grain, new wine, and olive oil, and he made many stalls for his cattle and pens for his flocks of sheep, sheep and goats. He built many towns. He built many towns and acquired vast flocks and herds, for God had given him great wealth. Who gave it to him? Man? God gave him great wealth. He blocked up the upper spring of Gion and brought the water down through a tunnel to the west side of the city of David, and so he succeeded in some things and everything. He did. Imagine having that kind of success. Everything you touch turns to gold. Mm. <laughs> However, hmm, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. When ambassadors arrived from Babylon to ask about the remarkable events that he had that had taken place in the land, God withdrew from Hezekiah. Why did he do it? In order to test him and to see what was really <laughs> in his heart. Lord of the blessing to the reading, hearers, and doers. You may be seated in his presence. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this glorious, beautiful day. I thank you for the promises that you've made to me and the promises you will keep. And I pray, Father God, that you will bless this word that will go forth on today and let it not fall on deaf ears, but let it penetrate the hearts and minds of those who are here to listen. Now touch these lips of clay, Father God, and may I speak only the words that you would have me to speak so that they are effective and that they are fervent and that they are useful for service. It is for Jesus Christ I ask it all. When you've asked God for something, did you really think you get it? 
I mean, some people do treat like God, treat God like he's a, a genie in a bottle. They just rub the, the bottle and appears all these magical, <laughs> wonderful things. <laughs> now, when you've asked God things, did you ask out of need? Or so you could brag about what God has done for you? Did you ask out of charity or arrogance? Did you ask so you can be ostentatious, be a show-off, or to bless others? I've oftentimes asked myself those same questions, and most often my prayer has been, Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing to others, not so I can show off what you've done for me, but to testify what you've done. So I dare you to ask God for you to do better. I dare you to ask God to help you grow. I dare you to ask God to help you change. I dare you to ask God to bless you so that you can bless somebody else. And at times, it's okay to be selfish. Not to, to the point to where it becomes detrimental to us or not to a, a, to a, a, to a point of default, but it's okay to hold on to some things for yourself. It's all right. It's okay to just... Be able to gather some things that are all for you and just for you and only for you, but not to the point to where you begin to worship those things. That, my friends, is called idolatry. It's okay to keep some things to yourself, but not to a default. It's okay to ask God for things so that you can enjoy them all by yourself. Like you have that special box of chocolates that you like to keep just for yourself. Or that special, you know, snack that you like to keep just for yourself. And that's okay to enjoy those things. But if your friend come and ask you for a piece, or if you want to share those things, how would you respond, like First Lady and her dessert? The subject, your subject to get your feelings hurt. But it's not always about us. It's about the people that we have been called to serve, not to babysit. Jesus didn't babysit his disciples. He served them. He washed their feet. He cooked for them. He was waiting on them when they came back from their fishing voyage, sitting by the lakeside, frying fish. You know, Jesus loved frying fish. He was cooking for his disciples. He washed their dusty feet and prepared them for service. Here we have Hezekiah, a great man of wealth. He was the best, the most devout, the most finest of all the kings of Judah. Yet there overtook him and overwhelmed him a sin that destroyed his house and his people. And that sin was pride. Proverbs 16 and 18 tells us that pride goeth before destruction and in haughty spirit before fall. See, God had to test Hezekiah's heart after all he had done for him, after all he had given him, after he had healed him. God had to see would he still get the glory? Or would it be the Hezekiah hour? And be all about him. <coughs> See, Hezekiah forgot it was God who elevated and blessed him. It was God who healed him and saved his people. You can't shine without Jesus shining through you. So I dare you to ask God to change who you are for the better. See, Hezekiah became prideful before the Babylonian ambassadors. He lost his humility before God. He'd forgotten that God allowed him to be great 
He wasn't great on his own. And he forgot about that. He forgot about that. Hezekiah throughout all of Judah and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. And in every work he began in the service of the house of the Lord and in the law and in the commandments to seek God. He did all of that. But then he forgot that God did it for him when people began to praise him and began to appreciate all of his wealth and his knowledge and his wisdom and his, his, his shrewdness and, and all of his business acumen. And look at me now. Look at God has healed me. And look at all the people who are just praising and worshiping me. And he became prideful. Sometimes God will test our hearts and he elevates us just to see how we're going to act. Some of us act a little extra. Some of us get ahead of ourselves. So God has to bring us down a notch and say, it's not about you. It's about me that lives through you. And it's about me who's called you to serve the people that I have placed in your path. You can't allow the devil to get in your head, to make you think you've arrived, just because people compliment you on the things that you wear, that you've done, that you're doing and the places that you're going, the house you live in, the car you drive. It's not all about that. You have the opportunity to say, you know what, it's all God. <laughs> I can't take any credit for it. All glory goes to him, my Lord. So as long as we know in our hearts where it came from and who does it for us, God will continue to elevate us. As long as we do it in secret, God will openly bless us. We don't have to brag about what we're doing. We don't have to brag about what we've done, where we've been, all of our accomplishments, so what? It's okay to give glory to God for bringing you through. Let the people see that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you too. He has no respect to a person. If you trust him and believe him and have faith, he'll do it for you too. So I dare you to ask God to wow you. I dare you to ask God to heal you so that you can be a testimony for somebody who's on their dying bed. Yeah. I dare you to ask God to bless you with wealth so you can see how you can go from no money to having all the money you could ever want in life. I dare you to ask God to make you a presence for those who are lost in this vicious world. I dare you to ask God to help you get that education so that you can educate somebody else. I dare you to ask God to help you send your kids to college so that they can get an education and be able to bless someone else, to share their knowledge, to share their wealth, and to share the greatness of God in their lives, to tell them about the goodness of God and how God healed their body when they were dying of cancer, when they were dying of HIV and AIDS. Yes, God can do all things but fail. My Lord, That's what he said in his book. Amen. They gave Magic Johnson a death sentence. <coughs> Magic Johnson been living with HIV for how long? Healthy. There's no trace of it in his blood. He's had the money to hire the best doctors to get the best meds, to get the best cocktail, so that he can continue to do what God has called him to do. But he got arrogant and pompous, and he just became this big idol because people admired him for his gifts and for his money, and women were chasing him, and God said, where am I at in all this? 
What? I don't get no glory in all this? I'm like, yeah. I blessed you to be a great basketball player so you can help somebody in your community, mm -hmm. but you don't give me no glory? Mm -hmm. For real? So now it's all about you. Mm -hmm. It's the Magic Johnson Hour. God ain't in it nowhere. <laughs> so you do this all on your own. So I didn't give you the ability to play basketball so that you can make a lot of money and help pull some people out of the ghetto. So it's now all about you. So God had to find a way to humble him. Same he did for Paul with that thorn in his side because he had done so much for Paul. <coughs> he was such a horrible person. But then God spared him. He said, I still want you to do work for me. So he gave that thorn in his side to keep him humble. So he wouldn't think that it was all about Paul. It's all about what God has done for you. It's all about what God has done for all of us. And I shared a bit of my testimony this, this, this week on Facebook about how I had to start over from scratch. And I was embarrassed about it. I was embarrassed about it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was embarrassed about it because here I was here and God put me right back down here thinking, for real, God? So I'm like starting over? So this is how you feel about me. I'm like, well, what did I do to keep you humble? Because as I elevate you here, I got to keep you humble here so you don't think it's all about you. So I'm, I want to make sure that you live a balanced life. Because people already think that you don't have nothing to worry about, that you don't have no heartaches, and that you don't have no pain, that you don't have no issues. They just look at you, she's just perfect. Mm. Why don't you sit down and just have a conversation with them? And I can tell you, you would be shocked. But I was embarrassed to, to go back. I felt like I was taking a step back, but I, I asked God to, to send me back mm -hmm. so that I could make it right. Now, I didn't like his method, but nonetheless, he sent me back to make amends and to make it right and to do it right. So when you leave this time, you leave on top. Mm. So he let me go back. And, 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 and I went back with this embarrassment. What you mean? I got this and this and this and God is like, yeah, so where did it come from? Me. So if I send you back, I'm going to send you back for a reason. So I dare you to trust me. So first quarter <coughs> awards came up. Well, there was one guy who won the first quarter awards, but he cheated to win. I was second because he cheated. But then, months down the road, he got caught. And before they could fire him, he quit. So <laughs> second quarter awards, guess who's up again? I guess who wins. But I did it the honest way. I didn't cheat to do it. I came to work. I took those calls. I, had, I have great Great, 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 great. And I'm just kind of bragging on myself. But I have a great work ethic. I believe in going yeah. to work and doing my job mm -hmm. and not complaining. Because you know what? It could be worse. Mm -hmm. I could not have a job. Mm -hmm. I could be homeless, mm -hmm. carless, foodless, clothesless, like 80% of the world is. Mm -hmm. But we don't see that because the media doesn't spend that. I could be like those people. 
But God said, I gave you a second chance to make a first impression. <coughs> and so I went to work. I did my job. Every day. I didn't even take any time off. I still have vacation left. I haven't taken any vacation. I've taken one personal day. Two. In almost nine months. I've worked every single day. I go to work every single day. I do my job every single day. And sometimes I don't take my full 15-minute break. So that's my work ethic. And God sees it. I didn't do it for my employer. I did it because God said to do it. I will elevate you. You keep your head down. Stay humble. Do your job. Go to work. Pay your dues. And guess what's going to happen? I sat right behind the vice president of the company during my award ceremony. Then they gave me some money. And I said, thank you. <laughs> and I said, well, tell the Lord. Thank you. I said, tell the Lord, thank you. I gave, I said to God, do the glory. I said, oh, look at me, look at what I just did. Oh, I can pop my shirt. No, to God be the glory Amen. for what he has done in my life and what he continues to do. It's all about him. I can't take any credit for it. So I can't be like Hezekiah and be all pompous and just because people are, are singing my praises, to God be the glory every Amen. single time. They call me Miss D. Miss D, congratulations. To God be the glory. Miss D, you going to take us to lunch? To God be the glory. If he says... Then I shall. Miss D, I'm going to be just like you when I grow up. To God be the glory. It's not about me. It's the people that God sent me to serve. A whole community of people who were lost, perhaps. Or just needed a light, perhaps. Or just needed some hope. If I can start over, then you can do this job. Look at me. I'm 20 years your senior, having to start over from the bottom. If I can do it and accomplish it, so can you. But you have to pay your dues. So I dare you to ask God to allow you. I dare you to ask God to bless you so that you can bless somebody else. I got to work that same day and somebody bought my breakfast. Mm -hmm. I said, well, look at God. I always give God the glory first before I say, well, thank you. I appreciate you. To God be the glory. I appreciate you. So I never miss an opportunity to give God the glory because he sees that what I do, I do it from right here. I don't do it to be a show off. I can show off when I can't do nothing else. But I want God to show out in my life. Amen. So I dare you to ask God and I dare you to trust God when you ask him for it. I dare you to put God's word to the test. I dare you to ask him to bless you. I dare you to ask him to fix your situation and believe him for it. Now, he may take his time to do it, but you have to wait in faith. You can't let things and circumstances and situations get you off track. You have to stay the course. So it doesn't matter what your Hezekiah experience looks like. God said, I am faithful even when you're not faithful to me. I will never leave 
nor forsake you. And what I have promised, I shall perform. Anytime we read about the goodness of God and how he pulled people out of the, 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 the crutch and out of the, the trenches of the grips of the enemy, it's always victorious in the end. Even in Samson's death, he was still victorious in the end. Even Jesus' death, he was still victorious in the end. Even when David lost a son, he was still victorious in the end. Because God knew your heart. So I dare you to ask God and not forget who did it. <clears throat> I dare you to ask God for healing and forget who did it. We can't afford to ask God for things and then forget that it's He who provides. My Lord. Yes. My Lord. <coughs> All. Mm-hmm. All. Not a few. He said, I will supply all of your needs according to not man's. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because God's wealth never ends. He created it. So he'll never run out. He is the source. So he'll never allow us to run out of resources. I dare you to ask God for it. I dare you to trust him to deliver it. When I ask God for things, I believe him for it, and so he delivers. Because I ask him with the right motives. And I want y'all to keep this scripture at bay. James 4, 2, and 3. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and get it and, and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. That's corporate America. <laughs> and versus killing you physically, they kill your reputation. They try to kill your joy, they try to steal your joy says you want what you don't have so you scheme and kill to get it you are jealous of what others have so they throw you under the bus <laughs> but you can't get it so you fight and wage war to take it away from them you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it but we miss the tagline that goes with that and even when you ask you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you will give, what will give you pleasure. So if your motives ain't right, when you ask, God is like, no, you're going to be a Hezekiah to get your humility. <laughs> so no. Because you asking me to give you this wealth so you can Flash and brag is almost like this nouveau riche group of people. These, I call them idiots with money, who have no clue how to manage it, how to spend it, and how to share it. 
God has given you a great opportunity to do something good for the good of the people, and you want to buy 15 cars and shine them in your garage so that people can admire your feet of cars. Then you have Sister Jenkins who have to walk to church every day. Or walk to work or take the bus. And you have 15 cars that you just want people to admire. God says, I didn't bless you so that you can be pompous with it. I blessed you, that you so you can help somebody else. If I've given you 12 cars, that means somebody could probably use one of those cars. Just give it to them. You don't need it. You have 11 others to choose from. So I dare you to ask God to bless you so you can bless somebody else. I dare you to ask God for a nice minivan so you can just drive around town tooting your horn and say, hey, look at me. Pick up some people along the way. Say, Brett, man, you getting ready to go to work? I noticed that you've been on the bus stop every day this week. Would you like me to take you to work? Now, in this day and age, of course, we can't pick up strangers because people are kind of weird. But if God leads you to do it, God is going to protect you. And he won't allow you to be harmed in any way. So I dare you to ask God. I dare you to ask God for riches and believe him for it. I dare you to ask God for a miracle and believe him for it. He is still the miracle working God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as I come to a close, I want y'all to understand that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he had not shall he not do it? So if he has said it, won't he do it? Deacon says, God said it, and that settles it. <laughs> or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? If God promised you something, he'll make good on his promise. My Lord, my Lord, come on now. Do y'all believe God will make good on his promise? Yeah. If you asked him for it, and if he says, I got it for you, daughter, then you have to wait for him to deliver it. Yeah. For God promised he shall perform. Mm -hmm. So I dare you to trust God for it. I dare you to ask God and really believe God. Mm -hmm. And then when you ask God, just leave it with him. I've picked many things back up in my life. Past relationships, hurtful experiences. You play them back over and over again in your head, thinking, man, I should have done this differently or could have done that differently or, man, I shouldn't have said that like that or maybe I should have said it like this. And God is like, stop beating yourself up over the past. He says, nothing you can do is all you can do is move forward from where you're at. You cannot change what happened yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Anyway. So today is a new day. So I dare you to ask God to help you. Keep you. Sustain you. Retain you. Help you understand you. Help you understand others. Yes. Help you to approach 
every person with love. Amen. Know that we all face life, some shape, form, or fashion. Not one of us can escape it. And as First Lady says, none of us gets out alive. Whatever we face in life, we have to ask God to help us. After all, we're human. We are subject to error. No one is perfect. But God expects for us to serve one another in the spirit of excellence. That's what I shall continue to do for him. I shall continue to give him the glory and honor that's due to him. And he will continue to bless me. Mm. And I thank him for that. Mm -hmm. I thank him openly. Mm -hmm. I bow before him. I declare that Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. I shout it on the mountaintops, mm -hmm. the rooftops, mm -hmm. and wherever else I'm at. Because I will never be ashamed to claim my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Because he was not ashamed to die for me. Mm -hmm. So I thank God today for your presence. I thank God today that you have come and that you continue to support this body of Christ. We're all here for each other. None of us have it all figured out. All we can do is do our best. Amen. amen. Trust God. Amen. All we can do is try and put one foot in front of the other. And each day we arise, we believe God's promises. That's all we can do. There's nothing else that we can do about this life but live it and trust God with it. Amen? Amen. Amen. We thank you for covering us thus far. We thank you for keeping us thus far. We thank you for providing for us thus far. We thank you for all the things that you have set aside for us. We thank you for the doors that have been opened. We thank you for the doors that have been closed. We thank you for the new opportunities that have been created for us. We thank you for the new pathways that you are paving for us. We thank you, Lord God, for creating roads that are not there. We thank you, Lord God, for creating doors that are not there. We thank you, oh God, for just helping us to face it through the day. We thank you, Lord, for waking us. We thank you, Lord, for touching us. We thank you, Lord, for moving us. We praise you, O oh God, for blessing us. And we thank you, God, that you continue to bless and keep us. Now, Lord, let this message go forth with power and love. Yes, Lord. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 If you would please turn with me to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter four. Verses nine and ten. Have it if you would please stand on the word of God. First Chronicles chapter four, verses nine and ten.
<clears throat> Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And I want everybody to read that last line. And, and God, God granted, granted his, his, request. his request. Now I want you to put my in his. And God, God granted, granted my request. request. You may be seated in his mm -hmm. presence. As we continue in our series, I dare you to ask God. Today we're going to talk about Jabez. Last week we talked about Hezekiah and his request to God, how he asked God for more time to finish the job he had started in his life. And so as we go through this series, we're going to talk about different characters that asked God for something that was huh, impossible for man to do. <laughs> But God showed us how nothing is impossible for him to do. And so as we study these different characters of the Old Testament, we're going to see how God answered their prayer. And so today we're going to talk about Jabez. Jabez meaning sorrowful or sorrow maker. He asked God to keep him from that sorrow which his name both recalled and foreboded. In Bible times, a name was very important. A name often defined a person's future, or it said something about their heritage and what they would become. So perhaps Jabez's mother was sort of predicting her baby's future. It seems as if Jabez defied his hopeless name and dysfunctional beginning to become a man who believed fervently in the power of God. The song says, where is your faith? Who is it in? Is it in man or is it in God? So Jabez prayed with urgency and he prayed with vulnerability. Have we ever just prayed with vulnerability before God? Have we ever just lied naked before him and say, God, you know what? I need some things from you. I'm just going to lay it all out. This is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. I'm a wretch at this point in my life. I need healing at this point in my life. I'm a sinner at this point in my life. I need for you to save me. So God, I'm asking you, I'm lying naked before you, asking you for these impossible things that seem impossible to me. But I know nothing is impossible for God. Jabez cried out to the Lord with boldness. How many of us go boldly before the Lord? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Jabez was honored because of his relationship with God. In fact, First Chronicles tells us that Jabez was more honorable than his brother, sort of like Joseph was. And 
you know, he was more honored by God than his brothers. And so, so was Jabez. His relationship with God must have been exceptionally noteworthy to cause the author of Chronicles to just stop and pause and give mention to how honorable this guy was. More honorable than all his brothers. And so sometimes when God has, has handpicked us to do something specific for our families, it's not going to always be pretty. It's not going to always look like we think it's going to look. But nonetheless, God has a purpose for selecting us for such a time as this, for such a task as this, in this time in our lives. So it doesn't always look pretty like we always tease, you know, with, with each other, have this camaraderie with each other who are, who are Dallas Cowboys fans. It was an ugly win, but however, it was a win. <laughs> and we'll take it. <laughs> so Jabez's relationship must have been noteworthy enough for this author to just draw attention to this one man's life. We know very little about Jabez. All we really know of him was that a town in Judah was named after him. It was located near Bethlehem and that he was a descendant of Judah, and that he was an honorable man, and that he was chosen by God out of all of his brothers to be considered honorable. His prayer is remembered in four categories. He asked God to, number one, to bless him. Have you ever asked God to just bless you indeed? God just bless me. Why did you ask God to bless you? For what reason will you use your blessings? How will you share your blessings? How will you distribute your blessings? And two, he asked God to help him in his work. I don't know if y'all remember my story when I first started this new job. I didn't really get it. Things weren't gelling. The dots weren't connecting. And I thought to be, you know, thought of myself as to be pretty intelligent. You know, I could figure things out. I can comprehend pretty well. I can read pretty well. I do okay. I'm all right. But this job threw me for a loop because there were so many moving parts and so many things that I had to remember and so many things that I had to be responsible for. So I was just at a loss. After three weeks of training, I still didn't have a clue. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, God, I know I'm pretty intelligent and smart, but why am I not getting this? So I took my materials home one weekend and I prayed. I said, God, I need your help because I'm starting over. And I can't afford to lose my job because I need to feed my family. That was the enemy instilling fear up in me and causing me to doubt myself and second guess because of my old job. How I was mistreated and discarded and discounted and, and discounted and, and disregarded and all those things. So I had to pray and ask God to help me with my work. <laughs> God help me with my work because I don't quite get it just yet. So when I took my stuff home that weekend and I prayed about it and I asked God to help me to understand and connect the dots, I went to work that next Monday and it was like I had been doing it all my life. And now I'm a mentor. I trained the new hires. Really? Who does that? God. 
I asked God to help me with my work. And he saw my heart. It wasn't like a, a Hezekiah help me with my work so I can brag about how good I am. Yeah. It's help me with my work so I can understand it and then teach it to somebody else. So he asked God to help him with his work. And three, he said, be with me. He said, be with me. Be with me. Be with me, God. Help me. My name means pain. Help me not to cause it. My name means nuisance. Help me not to be one. And then four, he said, keep me in trouble. Because he knew trouble was going to come. He didn't say keep me from it. He said keep me in it while I'm in it. Keep me, God. Hold me, nurture me. Keep me in trouble and pain when I'm in pain, when I'm not feeling well, when I'm sick. When I, I don't know how long I have left. Keep me both in trouble and in my pain. So Jabez wasn't oblivious to knowing that trouble would come and that someday he would suffer with some type of pain. But if I am and when I do, keep me. But what he did first was acknowledge God. He acknowledged God as the true center of his life and we have to give glory and honor to God every chance we get, every time we arise. Thank you, Jesus, for opening up my eyes. Thank you, God, for letting me rise this day. Thank you, Lord, for getting me to work safely. Thank you, God, for allowing me to feed my family. Thank you, God, for my job. Thank you for keeping me while I didn't have one for eight months. Thank you for keeping my family. Thank you for covering my bills. Thank you for blessing me because I asked you to. Jabez kept God at the center of his life. And when we pray for God's blessings, we should ask him to help us and make sure that we are in right standing with him, doing what he wants us to do, not what people want us to do, but what he has asked us to do. Ask him to be Lord over your life, over your work, over your finances, over your health, over your wealth, over your children. Ask him. Ask him to be the center in your life. Ask him to bless you and believe him for it. Obey him. Do what he asks you to do. Stick to your responsibilities. If you ask him to help you with your work, then go to work and do your job. Don't go to work and slough off and then ask God to help you with your work. Jabez prayed specifically to protect and to keep. You know, we live in such a fallen world, guys. Sin is everywhere. We can't avoid it. We want God to keep us safe. We want God to keep us safe from the evils that are present in this world, the evils that come our way, the evil motives that we must avoid, the evil desires that we must curtail, the evil actions that we must refrain from even when we don't want to. I've read something on Facebook. I'm smiling while I'm slapping you in the face at the same time. <laughs> I'm smiling while I wish I could just slap you right across the face three or four more times. God bless you. God keep you. Uh -huh. So sometimes we have to refrain <laughs> from those thoughts, from those desires. We can't, 
crawl on our bellies because somebody else wants to. But what we can do is try to help somebody up. But we can't keep crawling on our bellies when they don't want to do anything to help themselves. We have to ask God to help us help them for all the right reasons. We have to rise above the occasions. We have to rise above evil. We have to rise above our own thoughts and processes. God, what do you want me to do in this day? Bless me so that I can be a blessing to someone else. Jabez's goal in his prayer was to live free from sorrow because his name meant pain. How would you like to have a name that means pain? (laughs) No pun intended, I promise you. (laughs) No pun intended, I promise you. (coughs) Robin, pain, woo, does she cause pain on people? Ooh, does she give him that fist? Does she put that head between, give him that headlock? She's the total opposite. She smiled while she slapped me in the face. <laughs> so not only must we seek God's protection from evil, we must ask him to guard our thoughts and to guard our actions. We must begin to utilize his protection by filling our minds with positive thoughts and our attitudes with positive actions. You know, we could be negative about everything that happens to us in our lives, yeah. but what's the point? Amen. And how has that helped you? Mm-hmm. Just makes matters worse. Makes the days seem long yeah. and life seem pointless. But when we can focus on the good things that God has done for us, it'll outweigh the bad things that he allowed us to go through to get us to the point of prayer. Sometimes God allows these things to happen so that we could change. Not to change others, but that we might change. And then others will see the change in us and then wonder about how it happened. Well, let me tell you what God did for me. There's your opportunity right there. To say, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Be with me, because my name means pain. Help me, keep me from evil. Keep me from sorrow. Keep me from hurting others because my name means pain. His goal was to live free from sorrow. Now we can't live free from sorrow. We'd love to, I'd love to. But we don't live in that world yet. Now the world to come, we'll be free from sorrow, free from pain, free from sickness, free from death. But we ain't there yet. So Jabez's prayer was to live free from sorrow. And the last thing we read about him is that God heard and answered his prayer. Like Solomon's humble prayer for wisdom, Jabez's devout prayer for blessings was answered. I asked God to help me with my work, and he did. And so now I'm able to apply for a higher position, which which gives me a higher wage, and I plan to do that. My Lord, my Lord. Because I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. And now I'm considered a permanent mentor. So they sit all the new hires with me. I feel honored that God has opened up that avenue for me. They see me. Mm-hmm. And not just as a number, but a person who can help. And I don't mind helping wherever I go. I want to leave it better than it than when I got there. 
So if I can improve the process, I'm your girl. If I can help with the process, I'm your girl. But I don't want to hinder anyone's progress. So if that be the case, move me out of the way. I'm humble enough to ask God, if the evil is me, then move me. If I'm stopping progress, then sit me down. Put somebody else up there. I don't mind. I'm a, as great of a, a follower as I am a leader. I follow just as well as I lead. So if you're going in the right direction, and if you're taking me somewhere that's going to help me, let's go. What you got? I'm all ears. So his success outweighed the sorrow of his beginning. His name meant pain, but his success outweighed his pain because he prayed and asked God to give him a U-turn, to reverse the curse that's on my life. My Lord. Have you ever asked God to reverse the curse from your family lineage, from your family bondage? Have you ever dared to say, God, reverse the curse in the name of Jesus and let it begin with me? Has anybody ever been that bold? Do you believe God to do it? Yeah. So his, 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 his name or his, his, his position, if you will, outweighed his name because he asked God to help him with his work, help him not to cause pain, enlarge his territory, do all the things that I need to get done so that I can get to my destination, so I can fulfill the purpose of which I was born. Anybody want to feel their purpose? My God. Anybody ask God to help you fulfill your purpose before mm-hmm. you leave this world? Mm-hmm. He had distinct purpose for Jabez, and he does for you too. So you're not where you're at just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. You're not there just because God thought you were the, a good fit for the job. He says, you know what? I'm going to put you where I have need of you. Mm-hmm. Not where you want to be but where I need for you to be. Stop belly aching about where you're at. Don't worry about the time, the schedule. God is working it out. And if you're bold enough to ask God to make some adjustments, he'll do it. But are you bold enough to ask him? And do you want to make adjustments or do you just want to complain? If you ask God for it and believe him for it, he'll do it for you. Jabez did. Hezekiah did. Now what seemed impossible to them is never impossible for God. He can move those mountains by faith. But where is your faith? Is it in your own ability? (laughs) Or is it in God? Where is your faith? Where is it? In your employer? I got let go after 15 years. Ain't there. And my doctor, I had four doctors to tell me that I couldn't have kids. Mm -hmm. And my finances, I bought a new car with no money down and they made my first payment. Mm -hmm. If you believe God for it, (laughs) where is your faith? (laughs) Is it in God or is it in man? Jabez's faith was was in God. He said, God, I'm acknowledging you as the center of my life, as the tower, as the strong tower, as my leaning post. 
He says, I want to live free from this name of mine. It means pain, sorrow. And out of all the tribes of Israel, God handpicked Jabez to become honorable amongst all his brothers. But what does this character say about God? What is God's MO? Why did he mention Jabez? Why did he pause out of all the, the kings of Judah and all the clans of Judah? Why did he just stop and say, you know, this Jabez guy was honored amongst all his brothers? I believe that it was all about our approach to prayer and our approach to God. How do we pray? What do you pray about? How often do you pray? When you pray, do you believe that God will answer your prayer? My Lord. Are we bold enough to ask God to do the impossible? Mm -hmm. When we were trying to figure out where our son would go to college, we had no clue. Syracuse wasn't even on our top five. Wasn't even in the list. Wasn't even on the radar. And we're like, Syracuse? Where did that come from? Just out of the blue. Years prior to that, I received a prophecy from one of my mentors in the ministry. And I saw Syracuse, New York as I was referring back to my notes. And I knew that, that God had laid the foundation then for our son to attend college at Syracuse. There wasn't any of the colleges he chose. We didn't have the money to send him to that high dollar school. It's a private college and we're like, okay. So God, I asked you years ago if you would help me with this side of the finances to pay for our son's private school I trust you to pay for his college education. Amen. That was my prayer years ago. I said, Lord, we don't have any money to send him to this high dollar school and they haven't given us any monies for his education, no scholarships, no grants, no nothing. So what are we gonna do? So the first time we heard back from the financial aid folks, they gave us a number. Wasn't enough. I said, God, that's not enough. What are we gonna do? Then they came back again. We're more than what we needed. Amen. Because I prayed the prayer of Jabez years ago. I trusted God to do what he said he would do. And he was doing it. But it's up to my son to do his part too. Yes, yes. And I told him, I says, God has given you another chance, an opportunity. It's called grace. Get it together. Because the first semester, the first semester, by right, he should have flunked out and came onto the house. I said, well, you got two choices. You can come home and go to community college, or you can work. Or you can get yourself together, get that GPA back up, and do what you're supposed to do. Well, he went from a 1.9 to a 3.2. <laughs> it wasn't that he couldn't do it. He just didn't do it. I know he could do it. It's not that he can't do it, but you can't be lazy and complacent. Ask God to bless you and then don't do nothing with the blessing. You can't squander it because he'll just 
move it on yes, and give it to somebody else. Yes, well, since you ain't gonna do nothing, well, I'm just gonna give it to Kathy. So when we ask God to bless us, we better be ready for the blessing. Yes. Right. <laughs> and don't squander the blessing. Is it a struggle for him? I'm sure. He's away from home. Far, far away. But he had to learn discipline. And he had to understand that if you're going to ask God for something, and when he granted, don't squander it. And don't take it for granted. By faith, God moved that mountain. By faith, through my prayers, mm -hmm. trusting and knowing that what I ask, he shall perform because in my heart, I know that he'll do it. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Look at Isaiah. I told you he was going to be a good soldier. I knew that child was going to be a good soldier. When I first met him, I knew he had a calling on his life. I'm not surprised. I can't wait to see what else he does. But I knew he would do great things. And I knew he would make a great soldier. He had people praying for him. He had a church family, a village, praying for him, along with his parents. So by faith, God moved that mountain. And now look at it. That's a great honor. That's a high esteemed honor. I mean, if y'all seen bodyguard, it's that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But only it's government. That's a big deal. So God has already laid out his life. He's going to have a great career with the military. And we told him, as long as you do your part, God will do the rest. That's right. Go over there and do what the folks tell you to do. And watch how God will just make things happen in your life. But you got to obey God. You got to do what God says to do. So God will part the Red Sea for you if you let him. Amen. He's the limousine driver, so let him open the door. Amen. By faith, God gave Abraham and Sarah a baby right. when they were old. Yes. Wax old she was. <laughs> <laughs> By faith, Hannah finally got that baby. By faith, God healed Candace. Amen. By faith, God allowed me to have a son. By faith, we started this church. By faith, we built a home. By faith, by faith, by faith. Where is your faith? Amen. My Lord. Amen. Is it in God? <laughs> it better be. I dare you to ask God. I dare you to ask God to bless you and enlarge your coast at the same time. I dare you to believe God for it when you ask it. It is God who grants us our requests. Amen. God is our source, and he creates resources yes, for us to rely right. on. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So he never runs out. Mm -hmm. His supply never runs out. Amen. My Lord. Jabez dared to ask God indeed to bless him and enlarge his coast and to keep him from trouble so that he wouldn't live up to his name, pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he didn't want pain to leak into his future. He didn't want to carry that burden in his spirit, so he dared to ask God to reverse the curse. Today, I want you to ask God to reverse the curse. Amen. Reverse the curse, Lord God. Mm. Reverse the curse in my family, Lord God. Mm. Reverse the curse 
in the name of Jesus. Dare to ask God to not let your legacy go up in flames but be recorded in the history books as an honorable person. I dare you to ask God for it. Have you prayed the prayer of Jabez lately? My Lord. Have you asked God to indeed bless you? Yes. Anoint your post. Help my neighbor who hates me. Hmm. Feed my <laughs> my neighbor who despises me. Yes, Lord. Clothe my enemy. Have you asked God to bless them? David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. David was making a declaration. He said, the Lord is what? My shepherd. <laughs> I shall and I want no other. <laughs> he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death is just a shadow. So I ain't got to fear nothing. Mm -hmm. For what? Thou art with me. So if you believe God, mm. if you believe he is your shepherd, My Lord. Pray, the, pray that prayer of Jabez, I dare you. Mm. Lord, oh, that you would indeed bless me. We sang this song at Cathedral of Hope years ago. And we signed to it years ago. It was a wonderful experience. And I felt so close to God when we sang that song. And, and it was like we were singing God's prayers to the people. Oh, that you would indeed bless us and enlarge my post. So if God is your shepherd and God is the center of your life, then you can ask him. Anything. My Lord, my Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. And if it's yours, it shall be yours. Yes, I believe it. God said it. And what? I believe it. I believe it. God said it, and that settles it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. So it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey at this particular time in your life. If you say, Lord, fix it. Yes, fix it, Jesus, fix it. Yes. Right now, without delay, mm -hmm. fix it. Help me, heal me, provide for me. Help me with my work. Change my hours so I can go to bed at night. <laughs> I dare you to ask him. You ask him for a new car, didn't he give it to you? You ask him for a new job, didn't he give it to you? You ask him for a new job, didn't he give it to you? You ask him to change your 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 finances, didn't he change it? Mm -hmm. You ask him to remove the evil, he removed the evil. My Lord. He made your enemy your footstool. What? <laughs> that's our God. And that's the way he works. You said, Lord, help us get these kids through school, and he did. Yes. Lord, help us get Isaiah to the military, and he did. Lord, help us pay for Joshua's college, and he is. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me. Lord, we need a new place to worship, and he provided. So if you ask and believe, you shall receive. Amen. And as I come to a close, I want you guys to understand that 
we are in each other's lives for a reason. And even though the enemy will rear his ugly head every now and again, we have to continue our faith in who? Where is your faith? In each other? No. Because why? We're human and we're perfectly flawed. And we make too many mistakes. But when we put our faith in God, we know he is perfect in all his ways. And that he won't allow us to fail. If we fall, we're going to fall forward. Amen. If we fail, we're going to fail forward. If things are falling apart in our lives, he will bring them back. Amen. And he will take those fragmented pieces and he will patch it back together. Hmm. So don't worry about the challenges you face today. For tomorrow, God willing, is a new day. Amen. 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 God knows where you're at. Yes, yes. God knows what you need. Yes, God knows that you need some things from him. And if you are bold enough to ask him for it, he shall perform those things in your lives. Amen. But you have to have your faith. It has to be in God. We can rely on each other, but our faith has to be in God. We can depend on each other, but our faith has to be in God. We can count on each other, but our faith has to be in God. And I want y'all to get that. We can support each other, we can do for each other, but our faith has to be in God. Faith can move mountains. Faith can heal. Yes. Jesus told the woman, he says, woman, thy faith has healed you. Not by her touching the hem of his garment, but by her faith. (laughs) So have your faith in God. Make sure you put your faith in God. God won't disappoint us. He is not in the disappointing business. He is in the miracle working business. He is a powerful, almighty, all-knowing, all-seeing God. Yes. So he is, he is in our future already. He already knows where we're going to end up. He already has seen our destination. So enjoy the journey. Amen. Enjoy the journey. Don't be downtrodden and saddened by the events that take place in your life, just know that as Christians, we all suffer and struggle with something, but we can all struggle and suffer together, which makes it easier. Trouble will come. The weapons will form. But they shall not prosper. Danger will come. But Danger won't hurt you. Sickness will come. But sickness can't stay. Lack will come. Mm -hmm. But lack can't stay. Sadness will come. But joy comes in the morning. So we got to keep our faith in God. And I dare you to ask him 
for what you need just this week. We're just going to talk about this week. Amen. I dare you to ask him for what you need Amen. today. Amen. Let's make it present. I dare you to ask him. I dare you to ask him, and then I dare you to believe him. I don't think some people believe God when they ask him. Like they just ask out of habit. But God already knows your heart. We pray in doubt sometimes. My Lord. Lord, I know you're going to help me deep down in, in our minds. I don't believe God going to do this to me. My angelus said, well, if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. Amen. And if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. Yes, Lord. If you don't believe God, he is a reward of those who diligently seek him, then don't, don't talk to God. My Lord. Just pretend like you don't know him. If you call on his name, believe that he can do it. If you ask him to heal it, heal you, he will. So do you believe God? Then you ask. My Lord. I dare you to ask him. Amen. I've asked God for many things in my life. Some things he's granted. Some things he just flat out said, mm-mm, ain't for you. I said, okay, God. Because I know you have something better for me. So hold on, sister. Hold on, sister. Don't give up. Don't give in. It don't matter what your situation looks like today. It could change in the twinkling of an eye. My Lord. My Lord. That's how God works on our behalf. Mm. Have you asked him today? Will you ask him today? Amen. The doors of the church are open. My Lord. I dare you to ask God. He hears us anyways. He knows when we cry and, and, and we, we cry to him. He knows when we are crying and we are sad and upset about some things. He knows. But he can fix it. My Lord. 